Hey, Tim, do you like horror movies? Why, yes, I do, Matt. You want to hear two ridiculous horror fanatics discuss all the scary movies that just came out? Wait, you must be talking about our podcast, Happy Horror Time. You bet your ass I am. Oh, clean it up, Matt. No, see, that's the best part. On Happy Horror Time, you get uncensored and unpolished reviews of all things horror. We find all the latest releases, we watch them, and then discuss them in our real talk kind of style. A.K.A. We're crazy! Uh, That too. And don't forget, we also interview classic horror stars and insiders asking all the questions you've always wanted to know but were afraid to ask. (laughs) Like when Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp told us how they found her stand-in for that big reveal at the end. Yep, you gotta listen to find out. Check out Happy Horror Time, a podcast for horror lovers. Or anyone who just wants to have a good time. Because anyone can have a happy horror time. Now available from Jim Henson Videos. Smile. A spectacular motion picture event. The one movie that's got it all. The Great Mother Caper. Let's go for it. It's the story of a daring jewel heist. The target, Diana Rigg, as wealthy Lady Holiday. I feel as if thieves were breathing down my neck. Thieves aren't breathing down your neck. The culprit, Charles Grodin, as her dastardly brother. Why are you doing this? Because I'm a villain. And the prime suspect. I think I've got a picture of a thief. A beautiful young pig. He's taking a stone in my necklace. It's up to Kermit the Frog. We're about to embark on a potentially dangerous mission. Fozzie Bear. We don't want the bad guys to win. The Great Gonzo. I heard him planning to steal the baseball diamond. And a heroic band of party animals. We're going to have to catch those thieves red-handed. What color are their hands now? To save the day. There could be physical violence. There could be gunplay. The slightest chance that somebody might even get killed. I'm out. I, I got a dental appointment. It's Muppet action and adventure like you've never seen before. It is rather breathtaking, isn't it? All wrapped up in the wildest Muppet motion picture ever. Ah, you want excitement? Now you can own the great Muppet caper on video cassette. Need I say more? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hello. Hello. This movie is so much fun. I can't wait to talk about it. I know. I, oh, I love this one. It was hard to pick which one of these uh, Muppet fantasies we're going to do, but... I mean... Oh, my goodness. It's the most Miss Piggy of the Muppet movies, so... Great Muppet Caper is very natural. But first... But first, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And these are, are the, the movies that, that made us gay. gay. Yay! Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Like we mentioned before it is a very special episode of the podcast (laughs) because we finally get to talk about our gay icon miss piggy yes indeed miss piggy we love you we invited to the show lex apro (laughs) and the current reigning mr delaware cub 2020 welcome to the show lex welcome to the show thank you for having me oh my goodness how much do you love the great muppet caper i love this movie um my grandmother uh growing up had a miss piggy room like she, <gasps> love it. her thing was Miss Piggy and, um, oh it was this just like shrine, these two floor to ceiling shelves. There were blankets and pillows, the whole nine. And, uh, when she moved into like a rehab facility, she was like, I think you, you all need to sell, like when you sell that, it needs to go as one unit. And we were all like, 
yeah, uh-huh. Sure. And then we just, <laughs> sure, like, <Grandma. laughs> cherry-picked what we wanted. Um, oh. But she had everything from, like, Muppet Baby's squeaky toy to the Franklin Mint Y2K Miss Piggy ceramic sculpture. So, oh, wow. you name it, she had it. That's amazing. I'm trying to think of my favorite Miss Piggy thing that I had growing up. And I remember the McDonald's toy. I think it was around the time Muppet Treasure Island came out and it was oh, like a yeah. bath toy. And she sat on like a, <laughs> like a, like a floaty. Yeah. She, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Okay. Um, I, uh, I feel like the best ever McDonald's happy meal toys were the Muppet babies. Uh, Absolutely. Toys. Oh yeah. I, they were kind of great. I love Muppet babies. Were, oh, so good. Born of Muppets Take Manhattan to throw it back. This is this is true. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I I remember sitting in the theater seeing that scene in Muppets Take Manhattan, just being like, "This is amazing. This is all I ever want," and I would watch this nonstop. And then like, and then they gave it to you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the timeline was, but when they finally gave it to us, I was just like, in heaven." So, so much fun. I think that when I invited you onto the show, Lex, you gave me a list of movies that you wanted to do, and I immediately jumped at The Great Muppet Caper because this is a movie yeah. that we've been talking about doing within the past year, but we just haven't found the right guest to do it with. Right. And I'm glad that you put that <laughs> in the message because oh, of we are down to talk about The Great Muppet Caper. I think you're right that this this one definitely features Miss Piggy the heaviest. The other contender could be Manhattan because it does end yeah. in a Broadway musical, which like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, she has – her look in Manhattan is really great as well. Iconic is. 80s Miss Piggy. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, She's got the um, the working girl hair going. It's it's the Barbara Streisand era of, of Miss Piggy. And yes. what's great about the visual looks of Miss Piggy, if you kind of dissect her looks – of the decades, sure. the 70s and like late 60s, it was very like Sharon Tate. She had those like sleepy, beautiful bedroom eyes. Oh, you're right. Very Sharon Tate. And the um, long, straight, yep. natural hair. Not really soup overly styled or, or blown out. The 80s with Muppets Take Manhattan, you get the you get the Streisand perm. I was mm-hmm. trying to think of what a good example for the 90s look. And this afternoon, I landed on it's very Suzanne Summers. Oh, okay. I can yeah from the 90s. And then in the 2000s, it's giving me a little Kim Cattrall from yes! Sex in the City. Oh she has like the Kim Cattrall bob. Uh huh. I think it's yeah. getting longer now. It is. Yeah. yeah it's for back whatever to, the it's new back thing is. She got those extensions in for Muppets Now? Muppets... Muppets Now. Muppets yeah. Now. That's the, the Disney Plus one? Yeah. 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 It's okay. I don't... I. It's fine. I just... The new Kermit voice, I... No. It throws me yeah, off. Yeah, I agree. It throws me off. Even they would get good sound-alikes for Jim Henson. Yeah. But yeah, the new one in the Muppets Now doesn't do it for me either. Yeah. Well, uh, what year's uh, The Great Muppet Caper? The Great Muppet Caper was released June 26th, 1981. This is an earlier movie from the 80s than I remember it being. I, okay. Yeah, it's 1980. It definitely feels like it should be like mid 80s, like Muppets are in their yeah. heyday, but it's, yeah, 81. Well, when you really get into like the meat of the story, which takes place in the, you know, intrigue of the London fashion world, <laughs> yeah, I feel like. Piggy's hair is really kind of giving me because it's early '80s. It's kind of giving me like a Christy Brinkley kind yeah. of a vibe, you know, very much that like blonde all American girl supermodel, if you will, mm-hmm. of the time. 
It's some a good pull. Some of her, I like it. Some of her looks in this. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, she I has the lookbook. She literally has her lookbook in this. Oh, the lookbook. My God, makes me die every single time <laughs> I see it. Of when she pulls it out in front of uh, Diana Rigg, and yeah. it's the same pose every single page. It makes me wonder if it's just like a, a piggy maquette. That they that had, they put, and then they just yeah. put new clothes on it, or if they it's bothered such to a funny the, the actual Muppet. <laughs> it's such a funny gag, though. Anytime you see an image of a full body Muppet standing, just free, a form, little unnerving. Yeah, a little kooky. Mm-hmm. You know, all the Muppet movies have. I mean, the Muppet movies are just a feat of movie making, right? Oh, yeah. There's like. The things that they do with these puppets in these movies is crazy, and in the first. Muppet movie from 76? I want to say the, it's like 79. Hold on, 70s. let me look that up. Mm-hmm. I, I think the big late 70s. Yeah. The big gag was, you know, Kermit riding a bicycle, right? I still and, to the, I'm an adult in 2021 yeah. and I still am like, <laughs> yeah. how do they do it? How in the hell? That is movie yeah. magic right there, right? In this mm-hmm. movie, it's not just Kermit riding a bike. It's like Every single damn Muppet. It's a fleet of Muppets on bikes. <laughs> they really upped it, yeah. Yeah. The Muppet movie was 1979. 79. Okay. Okay. So to, a mere two years later, we have this one. and So it was following the um, – was the Muppet show currently on at the time? In 81? Probably In, was in 79? On. I think but in 79 it would have been. I don't know in 81 yeah, if it so. was still on the I air. I think Caper – the Muppet Show had just ended. Sure. And when I was looking up the box office returns, this movie was not a hit. No. Like, I remember it being... I kind of, re, like, would like to think this movie also took the nation by storm, but it grossed, like, half of what the Muppet movie did, and it just kind of came and went in theaters. Yeah, I've heard... I think right. I read that it was either the third highest grossing Muppet or fifth highest grossing Muppet. So, like, it is not sure. in the upper tier... Right. Well, uh, now since I am the only one that was alive when this movie was released, you can remember the eighties. Uh, well. I can remember the eighties. I cannot remember nineteen eighty one. I was three. Okay. So uh, I don't really remember it that much. But I always just have a. Me- I have more of a memory and an attachment to this movie in Muppet Take Manhattan than I do to the Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think that's probably the one I watched the least. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, I'm kind of opposite. Really? I feel like I grew up with the 90s um, takes on the literary classics well, like yeah. Christmas Island. Carol and Treasure yeah. Island, which are yeah. so good. I think I watch Christmas Carol every December. But I remember watching the Muppet movie a lot and just the Muppets TV show. Yeah. I have – I think I have memories of seeing the Muppet caper on the early Disney Channel in the 90s, but I can't really remember I feel like most of my memories of this movie are probably within the last 10 years. Right. Interesting. Huh. Because you really like it. Yes. I've had this movie on DVD as long as I've had a DVD player. I'm sure I am sure I had a VHS of it, but that's been long lost. I definitely remember watching it as a kid because I remember it's the um, the dad from Beethoven. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Charles, Charles Grodin. Grodin. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Grodin's character in this movie is wild. I, is this the only time a human wants to fuck a Muppet? <laughs> I'm sure that they've done some some uh, some work with that in the more recent movies. I don't. I know. didn't see the one with Tina Fey. That's the that's most Muppets wanted. most wanted. 
Yeah, Muppets. Must I only Muppet. know that because they redid the queue for uh, Muppet Vision 3D in Hollywood Studios <laughs> to include stuff from that. So that's all I know from Muppets Most Wanted is Get like out of here. All I did. just know is the meme. I mean the yeah. sh- the Kermit and the- it is the Kermit meme. Yeah, yeah. I I'm wondering maybe this is the only time that a human wants to fuck a Muppet. It might. I <laughs> I, I can't imagine that. That's a like. I imagine if someone had, like walked into Disney and was like, "Have I got a pitch for you?" <laughs> there isn't a subplot of somebody in Muppets Take Manhattan that wants to do Miss Piggy? No, because Miss Piggy is pining <laughs> over Kermit, who's like Kermit, yeah. friendly with the diner waitress. The diner waitress, and she doesn't she doesn't actually have no. a crush on Kermit. Piggy just thinks that they do because they're kind of close friends. Yeah. Because I was gonna say, oh, that waitress girl, she wants to get but she, did pants, but she, she doesn't. doesn't. She doesn't yeah. want that frog dick. Does Gregory Hines want? <laughs> when he's roller skating in Central Park. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. That's I, funny. I do have in my notes would I have sex with Charles Grodin? 1981. I'm not Charles sure. 81 Grodin? Maybe. I might. With the floral socks? Maybe mm-hmm. with the floral socks? Yeah. He yeah. does lip sync really well. Well, I like that he's the brother of Lady Holiday. Doesn't even right. bother yeah. with an accent. No, yeah. In what like movie universe are Diana Rigg and Charles <laughs> Grodin brother and sister? I guess in a Muppet one. In, yeah, in the Muppets maybe, world. Maybe they went to different boarding schools. Oh, okay. They're there you rich. Go. That's true. <laughs> so he just like adopted an American accent or something? I don't know. Lady Holiday is out of Icon oh Glamour. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Chic. This okay. Well, We'll do a little bit of plot exposition because this movie's crazy because <laughs> the Muppet movie is one thing. It's like, oh, we're the Muppets. And, and the Muppet like, movie is like a road movie. Yeah, it's this road mm-hmm. movie. You're kind of getting a, a formal introduction to a lot of them. And it was like really well received by the public. You know, yeah. the Muppet show was like iconic. Everybody watched it. Not It wasn't just kids. Like adults were in on it too. The Muppet movie was so, you know, so well received. Then this movie comes out a couple of years later and they decide to kind of have a new take on the story. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of throw it out to you at the beginning. Like, hey, by the way, this is a sequel, but we're different characters. Slate's and it's wiped like clean, a, but like we're a, still the Muppets. Like a movie. Yeah. And we're aware we're making a movie again. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. I think it was I cool. love it's Muppet. Cute. Meta Muppet stuff, I think, yes. is the most successful version of meta that I find. Yeah. Absolutely. And even, even the things that they did in this movie as far as, like, referring to plot exposition and, like, all of that fun stuff. Like, mm-hmm. You know, all that jokey stuff. It worked. It, it, you know, it worked for me. But the big gag that they say at the beginning is that they are Kermit Fozzie and Gonzo are reporters for a newspaper. Gonzo's the photographer. Gonzo's the photographer. Looking fly as fuck in his little. Oh, yeah. In his little clothes. In his little, like. Looks so cute. Argyle sweater vest. With his plaid pants. <laughs> and like saddle shoes. Oh, man. <laughs> The little tiny Gonzo saddle shoes are amazing. I wonder um, where, like, Kermit, is, is there a Muppet? Because ar- I know there's, like, the Disney archive where they send, you know, all that kind of, like, costumes and stuff. Is there a Muppet right. archive, do we know? Where it- We went to an exhibit mm-hmm. here in L.A. Uh, what, what museum was that at? It was at the Zimmer Museum mm-hmm. um, over by the Getty. And it was a traveling exhibit and it had a lot of, um, it was a Muppet I exhibit. I would die. 
It was pretty awesome. The only thing is, is I don't know how those puppets preserve after decades. Well, the felt ones are fine. Anything mm-hmm. with foam rubber or, you know. Um, yeah, I imagine like Miss Piggy might not hold up, but Kermit's probably yeah. pretty safe. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of cool stuff at that exhibit. Yeah, and they had really cool um, the Muppet Show windows, which I thought were really cool. Oh. Yeah, like a big, like, mm-hmm. full size. You can go stand in, like, the little arches. That and is stuff. amazing. I'm jealous. Yes. And they had a lot of Dark Crystal stuff there, and I love the Dark Crystal. Okay. I see yeah. Dark Crystal, I might have seen as a child, but it's also very, like, bleak and no jokes. Yes. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have yeah. sat through it the whole time. It's all, it's been on my list to 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 venture because I do love I love Jim Henson and I love puppet work but yeah yeah it's it's a mood yeah mm-hmm. it's if it's something that you have to just be like all right I'm gonna watch this because it is dark and and it's from the early 80s so the pacing is very different from a, a modern movie and so. there are no humans in it no unless you're counting the Jen stand-in <laughs> for some of the wide shots I mean if we're gonna talk about a person in a Muppet costume. We've picked the right movie. Oh, we yeah. did. It is. <laughs> there are some crazy shots of Miss Piggy in this movie. Deeply unsettling to watch. <laughs> the proportions are so weird. They did not proportionize this Miss Piggy. I just don't get why you wouldn't make it on, like, get a little person performer. Get a little person. And, mm-hmm. and make the costume around those proportions. Because then it yeah. kind of your brain isn't so far off. Yeah. Because when they switch from Miss Piggy atop the, the swimming pyramid to a human... <laughs> Yeah. The swimsuit, it looks in. like Wish. It looks like you ordered the swimsuit off Wish. Yeah. <laughs> what you ordered versus <laughs> exactly. what you were, what arrived. Yes. Um, there's like an overhead shot of her walking down the street, forlorn. Why? I, Why? Yeah. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of get the motorcycle situation. That's why they couldn't downsize. I think that's but... the most successful Full body, yeah. whatever. Especially when she goes flying at Charles Grodin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh mercy! But um, okay, back to <laughs> back to the framework. Um, Kermit and Fozzie are twin brothers, identical twin love brothers. Love that for them. Cute. Gag. I love this gag mm-hmm. that's throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Really funny. Um, the this opening number. Right. Okay. So this movie's is this a co co directed by Frank Oz and, and Jim Henson? I think that Jim Henson has sole directing, but Frank Oz always had a lot of creative input yeah. for all of the movies. If he's so around, it might he's as well be. Got yeah. yeah. This opening number. I want my life to be the opening of a Muppet movie. I it's so fucking charming. Get over this opening number. It's in this movie. beautiful. So growing up, I obviously I, I knew the Muppets from my grandmother, but I didn't watch a whole lot of them. But I had a yeah. CD that was like the Muppets greatest hits or whatever. So it was mm-hmm. the soundtrack to Muppet movie caper Manhattan. And then a bunch of the, like the highlights from the show. So I knew all the music before I even watched this movie for sure, the first okay. time. It's just such a great, like put, this is the world of the Muppets. Everyone buckle in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I love that it's this back lot and it's just this tight little street it's just kind of the artifice of it, mm-hmm. it but I love that, you know? It's um, it's not like in Christmas Carol for the Mr. Humbug where you go everywhere. They're like, we mm-hmm. have we have one street with one alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> one end to the other. And you know what's interesting is um, I always, like always, have compared this opening number to the opening of Little Shop of Horrors. That's a re- – like Skid Row? 
Yeah, Skid yeah. Row. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, Skid Row specifically. Because it's just, and that's directed by Frank Oz. Because in Skid Row, like, there's the main parts, but every now and then, like, a hobo on the side of the road or, like, say a little yeah. downtown, you know? Mm-hmm. And in this movie, it's like the vegetables in the vegetable cart say it, you know? I want to know where those little... Muppets ended up. Like, where did just a... where did Artichoke Muppet <laughs> yeah. go after this? Because Bunch of grapes, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think I saw them a whole lot. <laughs> they went straight to a Fruit of the Loom commercial. <laughs> they were carted out later for Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, you're Probably, right. Yeah. In that In yeah. that one. Yeah, but I always thought that that directing style was very specific to these Muppet movies where there are these big opening numbers and then there's just little incidental Muppets that you don't see that are just mm-hmm. kind of spread out throughout, you know, throughout singing little side parts. That's also one of the things that the Jason Siegel 2011 movie mm-hmm. did really well, too, mm-hmm. was their opening number. Yeah, sure. it felt like splashy and big and classic Muppet. Yeah. So the whole thing is that in this opening number it's in this little street you know it's like a little downtown you know metropolitan street and our heroes who are news reporters are trying to find something to get a picture of for the front page what do they find that what does gonzo find something insignificant a chicken of Mm -hmm. course it's gonzo he finds a chicken while he finds this chicken the real story is going on behind them i love that this what is it a a ferrari like roll (laughs) Yeah, a Lambo like zooms in. <laughs> it's the getaway, the most conspicuous getaway car you can have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles Grodin helping a Girl Scout cross the street or some nonsense. I also like that they never explain why Lady Holiday was in America in the beginning of the movie and why they couldn't right. have just been mm-hmm. British reporters the whole time, the entire time. Like they could have just been there. <laughs> Yeah, but I do think the whole idea of them uh, flying... I was going to say, we wouldn't get the plane stuff. The yeah, that's super okay. cute. <laughs> that's In true. sixth class. Plane, the plane is stuff is great. Class? Isn't mm-hmm. it even yeah. worse? Ninth class? Yeah. Um, so they miss the whole... They miss the big, you know, ticket news story that's going on behind them, which is Lady Holiday having her jewels stolen right off of her person. In mm-hmm. broad daylight. In, in this full daylight. camp. Like, he's just wearing a domino mask. <laughs> And a black yeah. turtleneck. <laughs> and his signature floral socks. And mm-hmm. she still doesn't know that it's her own brother. Her own brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they immediately get fired. Only by Jack Warren from, from Problem Child. Oh, oh yeah. I always know Jack Warren from Problem Child and While You Were Sleeping. It's funny. Problem Child, in my head, is the title of the Macaulay Culkin horror movie with Elijah Wood. That's the good son. I know. Son, forever, yes. I would have called it the problem. I said, it's like, the problem child starring Macaulay Culkin. And one day someone was like, what? And I had this, like, oh, He's no moment. The unofficial remake of The Bad Seed. That's yes. funny. Did you, like, actually not know? Or are you just, like, I, you In my head, it, for some reason, I was yeah. like, that's the title of that movie, The Problem Child. I love that. And you're like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say that. Yeah, that's what joke. I meant. <laughs> I didn't even, so that's the newspaper editor that fires yes. him. And he's in uh the actual problem child. Yes. Okay. He's uh Yeah, he's the grandpa okay. in, in Problem Child. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Now I remember. So they uh they get shipped off to the UK to cover the story of the Lady Holiday like 
thievery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, they go in ninth class, sixth class. Mm-hmm. They fly they're frontier. In the, they're in the cargo. Yeah. I love yeah. that shot of the pond in England and the boxes just drop out of the sky. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> I love that they're crates that when they're in, you know, uh, the storage compartment. They have little bells or like, they like have, barbells. They have bars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love that they have bars on them, but like Fozzie says bear, Kermit says frog, and Gonzo says whatever on it, right? Because nobody mm-hmm. knows what Gonzo Isn't is. Isn't it set up in Muppet Babies that he's just a weirdo? But I was going to say. Yeah. Or is that Muppets from Space? Because I think from Muppets space from Space goes into what Muppet exactly is. Ah. Yeah. It's like an, he was like an alien, and I think they're called weirdos. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But it, it is also in um, Muppet Babies mm-hmm. that, that he refers to himself as a weirdo, and everybody does too. But so I was always as a kid, I was always like, he's a weirdo. But whatever's whatever's fine. But um, it's to this day why I love calling things and people weirdos. <laughs> See, weirdos. to me, that makes me think of Hocus Pocus. Weirdos. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> the uh, when they get to the UK. Oh, but it is funny because they're okay. So there's cameos in this movie everywhere. Like old timey, but there's old timey British actors that I have no no idea who they are. That's and the weird li- thing because I I, <laughs> yeah. I assume Muppets was you know an international popularity thing, but normally in a Muppet movie it's like oh there's Joan Rivers and eighty other mm-hmm. American actors. I'm like this Wikipedia is all like this is a renowned British actress who's been yeah. knighted. And I'm like okay, sure. I guess the guy by the pond who gives them like their directions to the Happiness Hotel, I guess he's somebody. He's a big name to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Falk's in this movie, Columbo. Columbo. Yeah. So I guess there's your there's your topical celebrity for okay. the early eighties. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know John Cleese because he's got international, you know, he's got claim clout. for yeah. But everybody else is just like okay. Um, but this the 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 man sitting by the side of the pond. He says, "Does he say you're in the United Kingdom and, and Great Fozzie's Britain? Like, oh no, Great Britain." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, we missed it." <laughs> How are we going to get to England? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, the Happiness Hotel I want to live in. I want so great. The, I want the Happiness Hotel bus. Oh, oh yeah. I want that bus. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, Another great the, number. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Welcome home to the Happiness Hotel. So good. What's his name? The, the, the guy who is the front desk guy. Mm. I, that's me at my job just asleep. I love, <laughs> I love him so much. Scott was questioning when we're watching it, is this the, our introduction to Rizzo the Rat? I think Probably. it might be. And Rizzo isn't super prominent in this, but he's more featured in Muppets Take Manhattan, right? I think by then he's become like Gonzo's little sidekick. I love yeah. Rizzo. He's yeah. one of my favorites. That uh, I love their dynamic, him and Gonzo, and I love... In Muppets, Muppet Vision 3D, when he comes out dressed as Mickey Mouse and says, hello, oh welcome gosh. to my park. <laughs> to my park. <laughs> I love his little voice. Mm-hmm. So funny. Uh, Muppet Vision 3D, man. It's been a hot second uh, since we've seen Muppet yeah. Vision well, 3D. It's not in land anymore, is it? Mm-mm. It's not at DCA. I don't think – well, I think that when 
the 2011 Muppet movie came back, it did... I think it had a little... Kind of had a little run. Yeah. But then they got rid of it, and I don't think that anything is there. Oh, no, there's something else there, and I can't remember what it is. Isn't the theater still there? Probably Avengers. The theater's still there, but it's something else, though. Well, that whole section, they're going to retool into an Avengers situation. But... um, It's still going to be strong in Disney World. Yeah. is uh is Muppet Vision still there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know how much longer, but it's still there. Right? It's, yeah. it's at the borderline <laughs> of Star Wars land, so it uh, just like terrifies me that every day I'm going to get a notification that's like they're <laughs> they're getting rid. They're finally closing it. Oh they're demolishing God. Muppet Vision. Ugh. Wow! I met Sweetums there. <gasps> we love. I love Sweetums. He's the best. I remember. I was going to say one of the first times I remember seeing Sweetums is the is the Muppet. Uh, Frog Prince. I don't think I've seen okay. that one. I don't think I've seen it either. Yeah, it's when they did like fairy tales. Oh, it's old. It, yeah, it's old. It's, little, it's Robin, and it has Robin. Yeah, in it. yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw. I I saw the. Um, I think it's Muppets Emperor's New Clothes, and Fozzie's the Emperor. Okay. I think that was my fairy tale Muppet situation. Interesting. I haven't seen either. Of A those. lot of these were rerun on the early years, or like the early nineties of Disney too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of all my Muppet memories. Yeah, are all from the Disney Channel at that time. Because it was still, I think, you've... a pretty new acquisition at that point. Yes. Yeah. Because they probably got it in what, like, the late eighties, like eighty eight, eighty nine. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. before that, those. I think before that, all the uh, fairy tale stuff was for HBO. Yeah, that makes sense. And this is a Universal movie. That's very random. Yeah, I think it was uh, distributed by Universal. Oh, that is okay. weird. But now it's just more or less Disney. Mm-hmm. You were also mentioning it took us a minute to get to. Well, it definitely takes us a minute to get to the actual caper. Yeah, the title. <laughs> Which apparently people a... didn't like that name for the movie. There, that was apparently a, a content, a sticking point for some people that they didn't like that it was called a, the, a caper. And I was like, but it is a okay. caper. But it, yeah, yeah. It is, especially the last act is oh like yeah full on like yeah, it's like a heist. It's a little Muppets Ocean's. Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, when we do get to Lady Holiday and her just like day in the life little scene introduce, introducing her fashion house. So good. It's amazing. I mean, it's still to this day how I just picture fashion designers behaving yeah. behind closed doors with models. My vision of British fashion houses comes from this and the parent trap. <laughs> yeah. It's what I imagine all British fashion houses are. <laughs> Yeah, um, Lady Holiday's look. I mean, she's just definitely. She just always has like a fascinator. Mm-hmm. She you looks know. like she belongs in the movie Clue. Oh yes, definitely. She's very like Mrs. Peacock adjacent, mm-hmm. played you know. by Lady Diana Rigg. May she rest she, in peace. Oh, yeah, I think we I lost know. her Decent. in 2020. Yeah, one of the <laughs> one of the things we lost in 2020. Very beautiful in this movie. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. But um, the the character is very uh, like kind of uptight dressing. Like she, like I said, she always is a fascinator. High collars, like long sweeping, like cloaks and things. We see her kind of looking at her her models. Her three, like, I, are these her three muse models? I Marla, Carla, know. and Darla. <laughs> she hates them. Well, because that's the thing is, <laughs> if she's the fashion designer, then she designed the dresses that they're wearing. But when she critiques them, they feel like personal attacks that the models yes, are like yeah. offended by. So I don't know how the this fashion house works. 
Yeah, she's she's addressing them like, why do you look like that? Why are you wearing it that way? And it's like, it's they're a dress. wearing your clothes <laughs> that you put on them. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at three of the gowns now, and I can see horrendous mistakes. Of course, Paris should be notified. Carla, the neckline on that gown is too high, don't you think? I rather like the effect. Do you like looking like an ostrich? Of course not. Mara. Too many frills and furbelows. I don't think we should strive for the fantail pigeon look, do you? And you, Darla, that outfits the fits. Loose where it should be tight and tight where it should be loose, like the folds on a turkey's neck. Why would I design such atrocious-looking clothes? Oh, I must be getting senile. It's not like they came into work and she's just like, I don't like what you're wearing, you know. Yeah, that would have been a better version of that. But it's like, you design these dresses. Mm-hmm. And she takes these like giant like shears, ribbon and, like, cutting cuts. scissors. Yeah, she throws some paint on one. I love that. <laughs> is it like ink from like an old timey inkwell? Oh, I think, I think it so. is. Yeah, like I a think blotter. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throws it all over one of them. Cuts off somebody's like ringlet curl. Which, hey, if Tyra Banks taught us anything, is you got to be ready for your hair to get chopped off on set. Yeah, and then they'll send you home the next week. Exactly. <laughs> And always have your lookbook ready. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she, she – there is one line that she says to someone, and, and she's talking this on entire phone, time. I don't know if somebody's of. on the phone, like a speakerphone situation. Yeah. And she does say something to the effect of, I don't know why I keep designing these dreadful clothes. Yeah, it's like – it seems like yeah. she's kind of like at a, at a – a standstill, like a, a creative yeah. standstill. She seems pretty checked out with what she's designing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in her defense, it is just draped fabric. Just Grecian dresses. <laughs> well, also, at, at the fashion show, we don't see any of this. No. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> yeah. And then there's yeah, a swimwear what, collection. I was going to say, what, what Miss Piggy comes out in is very, like, Marco Marco. Oh the yeah, collar, cape, it looks like it belongs in a Marco situation. Marco show. Uh huh. Yeah, I want to make the, a, I want to make that silver swimsuit. Oh man, the high collar cape. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know your, uh, your swimsuit with a with a with a pleated high collar cape. Why not? <laughs> the um the three models that we do see. Um, is there is there a redhead and a blonde? I think so. There's a yeah. blonde, a brunette, and one of them is black. Yes. Marla, Carla, and Darla. <laughs> and I love that they have their initials on their, and their, on their hat hats. Pins. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Yeah. We just I just caught it for the very first time when we when we rewatched it. They all have berets in a different color, and there's a big hat pin through all of their berets, and there's a giant gold like monogram. I will have to look end. for that next time I watch it. Yes. And right off the bat, they're, like, just conspiring. They're just like, ah, they just hate her. We hate – well, she came in and was like, you look like an ostrich. You look like a hippo. <laughs> you look like a giraffe. Get the fuck out of my office. Which, like, <laughs> again, you designed these clothes, lady. Yeah. All of my models look like barnyard animals. <laughs> perfect perfect segue for Miss Piggy, though. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Miss Piggy's introduction to this movie is so good. <laughs> Yeah, when so she just she just came she just I mean she's kind of like Andy from the Devil Wars Prada like she's looking a job but unlike Andy she's Miss Piggy wants to yeah. be in fashion. She yes. she wants to work her way up. She also you also could like 
edit Miss Piggy's entrance into like Roger Rabbit or like a film noir. Like she could be the mm. femme fatale who's like, you have to find my husband. He's missing. She's introduced in like profile too. <laughs> yeah. In profile from behind with a hat. Good heavens, who are you? Doesn't surprise me. It seems to be the way we're heading. I've always dreamed of being a holiday model. I have brought my je ne sais quoi and my portfolio all the way here to London to see you, the one and only Lady Holiday. Make me? Absolutely not. Oh, uh, may I show you my portfolio? No. Here. Give me your to Ah, this is me wreaking grandeur. Yeah, the hat. I love when she says, I want to be a model in Lady Holiday. Diana Rigg is just like, oh, it seems like that's where this industry is going. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I always took that to mean the barnyard animals. Right. Okay. Yeah, just a call back to her earlier to her earlier statement about about barnyard animals running amok. When yeah, she hires sense. Miss Piggy and Miss Piggy lets out her squeal and delight, <laughs> it gets me every time. It's so funny. That scream. Because I love dying, to see dying. ecstatic Miss Piggy that's just cannot contain her excitement. I can offer you a job as a receptionist. Are you quite under control? It gets me every time. It's so funny. That scream. Because I love to see ecstatic Miss Piggy that's just cannot contain her excitement. Yeah. I love any Muppet that does the excited, like, let go of the hand, the handrails and just wobble the hand. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So good. Um, Does Miss Piggy, I mean, she has to have her signature purple satin opera gloves on the entire movie right i mean she has them in the big house yeah she, she has, has them in a, most of the movie if not all the movie yeah i do love her look here when she when she comes for this interview which she doesn't really have an interview she just kind of like cons her way yeah she does the she basically elevator pitches lady yeah. holiday mm-hmm. in, yeah, into yeah. giving her a job um this is where we see the lookbook which is i mean so good yeah it, it almost feels like if you ever played any of those like early flash computer games where you like design clothes and it's just yeah. like you all you do is pick the hair and, and and one dress and it all goes on the same body shape <laughs> that's what it is yes definitely uh, absolutely or or like you said earlier just like there's one photograph that they took of of the puppet mm-hmm. and then they had that like like clear cellophane <laughs> oh yeah the paper just cells. Over it. You could just, yeah the cells that you could just put right over it with 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 the, with the outfit i think in like the grecian one she has curly hair but other than that yeah the um, hair the hair does change a little bit they have the mm-hmm. different piggy hairs yeah um lady holiday kind of gives her i mean she gives plot exposition about her brother and how charles grodin What's the character's name? Nikki. 
he Mickey Mickey Holiday. He's second in command, but he's like terrible at his job. He just spends all her money. He's a college dropout. You know, he's I don't an know irresponsible why people... parasite, which is written on his door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I noticed that. Too. I love it. <laughs> right under his name, it's like I engraved. Didn't that. That's funny. Yeah, irresponsible parasite. Um, but I love that Miss Piggy's like, "Why are you telling me all this?" And she... <laughs> It's a plot exposition. It has to go somewhere. It has to go somewhere. And that's like a perfect line. And yeah. she just kind of throws it out there so like And you can be Diana Rigg and just casually say that. Diana Rigg handles this this kind of Muppet world very well. Mm-hmm. And I think she's doing what Michael Caine is doing in Christmas Carol, which is I'm acting this as if I'm not acting it with Muppets. I'm just acting You're my scene straight, partner, Miss Piggy. You're my scene partner. Uh-huh. And that's how it comes off in her scenes with Miss Piggy, and it's perfect. It gives me big Madeline Kahn energy, the way the way oh, Diana yes. Rigg carries herself in this. Oh, yes, for I could, sure. I could easily see Madeline Kahn playing this role, too. Oh, yeah. Did she, I, see, assume, yeah. I assume Madeline Kahn guested on The Muppet Show at some point. Everyone did. She, I'm yeah, sure she she's did. in the movie as well. Oh, that's right. Isn't she in the movie? Or am I thinking of Carol Kane? Well, Carol Kane's in it for sure. Yeah, Carol Kane definitely. Like Madeline, I can't remember. I feel like Madeline Kahn's in there somewhere. But um, yeah, she's definitely giving like Mrs. White vibes um, throughout. But uh, she she leaves Miss Piggy alone for some you know reason, just so that she. I, can I love be alone that in the office. you're a stranger. Here's a job, yeah. and, and and you you're have my office immediately. <laughs> You're starting right this very moment, and I'm leaving, and you're in charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole um, section of the movie with Kermit and Piggy that she's passing herself off as Lady Holiday is very charming, too. It's very sweet. When he walks in... It's and a good little beat in the story. Yeah. And he sees her just kind of, like, emoting to no one and having this fantasy. <laughs> Every little gay boy. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, my goodness. And then falls in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shot of Piggy's legs out yeah, of, out of hanging the, out of the, the trash, trash can. can. Love it. I'm always here for a shot of Miss Piggy's legs. Yes. Oh yeah. There's a lot of that in this movie. There is. There's so much full body Miss Piggy, and I love the the sh- the like lucite like hooker heels, <laughs> the, the clear pump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the shape of that clear pump. Oh my god! I can't. It's little hooves. It's, like, it's, it's the size like, of Kermit's head. <laughs> it's, it's the size of his entire, like his whole upper body. It's so funny. Um, I love when she comes up with her address of seventeen uh, Highbrow Street. Mm-hmm. Just the like way this long protracted joke of like you must live on some Highbrow Street somewhere. She's like, yes, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You're a psychic. <laughs> Um, so, you know, the whole thing is that he walks in intending to interview Lady Holiday about this, yeah, this theft and he sees Miss Piggy and, Miss, and thinks it's her and she plays it off. And she goes on with it. She goes on with it. Which like, you know, I would. She goes she, along with it. Cause she wants I mean, that, yeah. cause she wants that Kermit dick. That's yeah. why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do frogs even have dicks? I mean, what else would they have? I imagine they do. I remember something in biology class of it being really weird, but you know, that's another. That's another. Duck episode. dicks are horrifying. I know that from biology. I don't, yes, this is like a corkscrew situation. Yeah. Pointy. <laughs> Ew. Well, um, 
at any rate, Piggy's after it. Mm-hmm. But um, when we do find out who actually lives at, at 17 Highbrow Street, I always remember it as being 123 Fake Street, but that's from The Simpsons. Wow. This is, this is 17 Highbrow. John Cleese playing old. Yeah, it's, it is very like yeah. a high school production of, yeah. a, of a musical old age makeup. Yeah. Meanwhile, like John Cleese was probably in his early 40s when he shot this. If that, late 30s, because it's like 1981, he's got that like gray powder in his hair. He turns and there's a, like a, like a pink yeah. pen cloud around him. <laughs> like a halo. Oh my goodness. But the woman who plays his wife seems like an actual old person. We just had a cat. Our freak cat's out going the crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she is old, much older than he is. Yeah, she looks played like by a... Joan Sanderson. Ah, Joan Sanderson. I love the her. fourth Sanderson sister. Yes, <laughs> naturally, it's their mother. <laughs> she Since is... she was born in 1912. Wow! Wow! Oh my goodness! <laughs> that is an old lady. Mm-hmm. This scene, I feel like, goes on a little long. It's it's uh, it is a skosh too long. Mm-hmm. You I, get that cool shot of Miss Piggy climbing the wall, though. Yeah, there's a, a <laughs> it's very active Muppet work in this movie. They're climbing a yeah. lot. They're they're jumping a lot. They're dancing they a really, lot. Those puppeteers had their work cut out for them in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was that thing where they did so much in the Muppet movie that they were like, we need to do more in this one. Yeah. More, like, where do we go? More things. Yeah. More things where the audience says, how in the hell are they doing that? Mm-hmm. So... So, yeah, Miss Piggy shimmying up the drain pipe. <laughs> I love how Miss Piggy and Kermit so play being discovered in the closet. Just that scene is funny. Pretty, she's, pretty she good. Is, she is cool as a cucumber. Yeah. She's going to talk her way out of this one. And I think John Cleese, I think the joke here is that British people are just very kind of even-tempered. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Even when they're mad, they're not really. It's like well, it's like white people when they're white people when they come up against something slightly off-putting. They're like, I can't let anybody know I have emotions about this. Yes, so. yeah. I think that's the joke in the scene, and it's like, yeah, like we said, it's 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 a little protracted, but specifically where he finds him in the closet, that's where it works the best. That's per- yeah, the Dubonnet Club lines yes. are <laughs> like perfect. Yes. Well, that's more of a supplement. More of, well, that's what I told them, but they <laughs> they went anyways. And then it leads us to uh, the opening scene of Temple of Doom. Yeah. Because this summer <laughs> I'm expecting Indiana Jones to be in a corner, like, having a Mexican standoff with a bunch of Chinese And guys. then impale him with, like, a shish kebab. Yeah. <laughs> it looks exactly like the, you know, the restaurant... And what I was thinking was there was sort of a fascination with those 1930s musicals in the early 80s because you get it in this, you get it in Annie, John Huston's Annie, you get it in Temple of Doom. So like that sort of nostalgia was definitely having a moment in the early 80s. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about the people who were making movies in the 80s, are referencing movies stuff that, that they, they grew up on. Grew up on, yeah. So it makes sense. And, all, yeah. and Muppet musical, Muppet all Muppet movies are musicals, I think. Oh yes, and they're all splashy. I, I, they, yes, and if they're not, they they should be. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just built into these characters. And this is where we get the first time it happens. The song. It's so sweet, for, especially <laughs> for like a Muppet song. It's so sweet. <laughs> it lost the Oscar to 
to um, Arthur. I mean, Arthur's theme is a really good song. When you get lost between the moon and New York City, Um, beautiful song. It's a really good song. Because I like Arthur, but I never think of music. Oh, Arthur's! It's called Arthur's Theme. That song. Oh, yeah. I'll have to. It's give Christopher that a Cross. It's so. It is the epitome of yacht rock. Like if you're like yeah. yacht rock, I've heard of yacht rock. What is that? Play that song. I'm sure that it was played during our wedding reception somewhere. It. I. <laughs> it's corny as all get out. It is like so like just white people music, but I just love it. Huh. It's a very beautiful song. And you know, every now and then I do get lost between the moon and New York City. And I'm going to have to YouTube that when we when yeah, we finish recording. You should. And the other thing about that, which I love, is that it's sung by Christopher Cross. And Christopher Cross is, is a big old fat guy. And I love that, like, in the 80s, you could just have, like, a career in music and, you know, have, you like... You just you, sort of be a slob and hit, still be a pop star. was a sex symbol. Mm-hmm. Like, well, also, um, <laughs> speaking of the, the Muppets, who wrote all of the music for the Muppets? Oh, yeah. Paul... Uh, Paul Williams. Paul Williams. Oh yeah, that weirdo. That's that. W- and Paul Williams was kind of a weird sex symbol of the seventies too. He's just this little guy that looks like Tennessee Williams, <laughs> just like a tiny little chubby dude. And he, you know, what he looked like he looks like cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Oh my god, that's he not looks a like, kind reference. No, I, he looks like grown up cousin Oliver, and he was like a sexy guy. He would be on the Tonight Show all the time. Like all his music videos had like sexy dames, and he was just this funny looking little dude that wrote the shit out of this music and was winning you know grammys and oscars and all over the making place. trips to the playboy mansion yeah huh. and then he just disappeared really weird very interesting i would love to do a deep dive on paul williams um he also wrote all the music for uh phantom of the paradise which is another like wacky movie that's been on my radar for a while yeah. It's the better version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, in my opinion. <laughs> so I my, know that's a hot words. take. That is a very hot take. I think it's, it's sort of the better rock opera. Well, did you it's see that one of the, the titles for this – one of the proposed titles for this movie was the Rocky Horror Muppet Show? Which oh, my God. I love that. I, lo- I love that as a title, but not for this one. It no, would be a completely different it story. No sense I mean, I would movie, love yeah. to see a version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show starring Muppets. I want. I wouldn't. I want most movies to be remade starring the Muppets, even <laughs> as Muppets. like a, a small sketch. Sure. Like I would yeah, love I, Devil Wears Prada starring Muppets. I'll take it. Muppets go medieval. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so so that was a little tangent, but the first time it happens is a really good song. Yeah, beautiful song. I will say I'm sad that it lost the Oscar, but you know. I, I said my piece about Christopher Cross. This isn't quite the the water ballet number that we get later on, but we do get some choreography in this movie. It's funny. In my head, I remembered that – because it's been a minute since I've watched the Muppet Caper. I mm. remembered that the water ballet happened, and I remembered that this scene happened. And for some – in my brain, I was like, oh, it, this song be, turns into a water sure, ballet. Same thing. Like, it's going to go into, like, a dream sequence. Uh-huh. We, we had the yeah. a- absolute same experience. I think at this point night. of the movie, we're like, isn't there a synchronized swimming number in this movie? <laughs> Doesn't she come like, out where, of the like, water where with they sparklers on in, her head? Where yeah. do they fit in that? They left the scene ended, and we were both just like, but when do, when does she jump in the water? <laughs> oh, no, it's the swimsuits the that we never heard Lady Holiday talk about. 
Exactly. Those fierce Marco Marco. Yes. Swimsuits. Um, what I what I do love about the dance number in this scene is that all the men that uh, Miss Piggy's dancing with, she's dancing with a bunch of men in tuxedos, and it's mm-hmm. just this very like sweeping. Oh yeah, that's right. You, you know, commented on that dance scene. But what I love about it is that because it's 1981, all the male dancers like there's fully just like old bald ones. They're all old. <laughs> it's a weird mishmash of people. You never see that in movies anymore where there's dancing. It's always super young, crazy fit people. But, like, if you watch, like, a chorus line and, you know, like, all that jazz and The Great Muppet Caper, some of the men are just older guys. I mean, I guess just working New York dancers that had been in those movies in, like, the 50s. Yeah. But, I mean, not even – they're not even – they're not that old. But I'm just – they look like – but you're not allowed Young, to do that. Any, you're not allowed to like. No, you're not. You're not allowed to be that anymore. You're not you have to, to have like a. You have to have a cute like Travis Wall twink. You, yeah. yeah, you have to have a fuckboy haircut. You know, if you're in blah blah bland, you're you got to yes. be 20 years old. Yes. and a trendy haircut and a six pack. Exactly. Yeah, and these guys had great bodies. They're dancers, but oh, I'm just course. saying, like, you know, hey, look, that one's like. Older. Fully has no hair. Like that <laughs> one's got like <laughs> an eighties like mustache. But that was just you know that was accepted, and these were the men that were doing this job at the time, and and standards have changed. So it's it is interesting to see it. But you do see it when you watch, like I said, a course line and and you know all those dance Broadway dance movies of 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 the period of the era. Yeah. So. And it's it's an athletic dance number. Like the I love yes. the guys who are like diving over Miss Piggy's head yeah. into like a roll. Yes. Like in a roll, yeah. It's so great. Well yeah. oh, man. could you just imagine them shooting the scene? Because you're working with a puppeteer that you have to dance around. Over, yeah, on top of. Mm-hmm. Well, because that so that kind of begs the question, like it, are there just holes in this floor? Right. Sure. That you yeah, have right. to like be aware. Is it is this a set of Alf and you just have to like yeah. look out? <laughs> Trap for... doors everywhere. I yeah. mean, I remember the John Cleese house when I was looking at that scene. I'm just like, how did they fucking do this set? Because like it doesn't look like there's holes in the floor. No, it looks it like they just positioned a camera and the puppeteer is just like pretty much lying on the on ground the doing it. Yeah. I would love to see the I I know that they kind of it would break their kayfabe, but I wish there were more like production behind the scene videos of like yes. someone lying on their back with their arm in the air operating their puppet because that's just so yeah. like fascinating. Yeah, definitely, and th- I think that that's that's kind of the gag too is that like we you know the story is that these Muppet movies. Uh, they build the sets up high off mm-hmm. the ground so that the puppeteers can be below them and they can be standing and not have to be crouching and all of that. But I think that's also part of what we as movie watchers, we're not supposed to notice that. Yeah. No. And they do it so well in these movies that we don't notice that. And maybe in a big dance number like this where the men are jumping and diving <laughs> into tumbles and all of this stuff is that much more complicated and that much more of an amazing feat that as we're watching it, we're just like, Oh yeah, look at that bald man in a tuxedo, like dance with Miss Piggy. But really it was so much more difficult than a standard dance number in a movie. Oh, for sure. You know? And I always love that. Like, <clears throat> like earlier when they're in the boxes in the pond, anything mm-hmm. wide, the mouth articulation goes way yeah. down. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. as soon as you're in like a, a close up, it's like, Oh, I'll, I can, I can see all the muscles yeah. in Kermit's mouth move. So, like, yeah. they, like, lift Piggy up and walk her away, and she just doesn't move. 
she like has her legs out in a split <laughs> and she's like i'm holding it till i get to a new table <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's so, all the different methods that they use for the different shots and how far away and how close up they are and all that. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, but so well done. And and this scene is really fun. And um, leads to the fashion show. And it does, yeah. Oh, it yeah. leads into the fashion show. Oh, and it leads um, – well, Lady Holiday gets her necklace stolen. Oh, that's right. Of course, we get the like the main, the main plot point of yes. is the stealing of the necklace. Do the lights mm-hmm. go out? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the camera bulb. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her necklace is gone because Lady Holiday shows up to the same, you know, uh, Temple of Doom restaurant <laughs> with Nikki. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when I watch this and I watch Charles Grodin's performance, I'm like, is he just bad? Is he just camping it up like on purpose because this is a Muppet movie? I think so. You know? But then something makes me just think, is that just Charles Grodin's personality, though? Right. Bleeding through? I mean, I haven't I'm... seen a Beethoven movie in a very long time. <laughs> so, Well, we were watching one of those Watch Mojo lists of top ten worst SNL hosts, and he yeah. was pretty high on the list oh. of a bad host because he does this thing where he smugly breaks character oh. and talks about the sketch, and it just doesn't really land with Gilda and everyone else in the scene mm, so a bummer. i don't know i think yeah. charles groden is just a very smug individual i think on i think on snl he was trying to do a very like andy kaufman yeah meta kind and it of just wasn't landing. comedy and it wasn't landing that's a hard thing yeah yeah it is and in this i think he was just like it's a muppet movie so i'm just gonna be like way on like and 11. also i want to fuck miss piggy so yeah, I guess I, I mean, guess we're just going all the way forward, y'all. He's doing some good work here, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think the camp, the camp in the Muppet movies, is what makes them the like gay icons, and you know, yes, put on a pedestal yeah. because they are they're flashy and big and camp, mm-hmm. and it's like you get to live in a different world where Fozzie and Kermit are identical twins to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, bears wear hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <hats> um, <laughs> when we do get to the fashion show i love the all the backstage like hubbub mm-hmm. you know the plan at the fashion show from mickey and the models is to pin the thefts on miss piggy so they got to get her into the show somehow so one of the models kind of like fakes this injury I wonder and what their plan was in the because Miss Piggy's new to the scene. So like what was their new, yeah. what was their plan originally? Sure. Just to find some other room. I mean, they're just like, making this up as yeah. they go. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably just gonna find somebody Real else. Slap There's pl- plenty of girls that are, you know, working in Lady Holiday's orbit that would kill to be in the show. Yeah. So exactly. They would have found one of them, you know. Um, but be- before Miss Piggy goes on stage and she's just like she's backstage. She's got the cl- I don't know if she's got a clipboard, but I she feel might like she well. should be carrying a clipboard. You know, she should have one. But I love that she's got this like high ponytail. I love that on her. Love the yeah. high pony on Miss Piggy. It's a she's business. running this fashion it's, it's, show working. like a boss too. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, even like Lady Holiday like takes note of like, wow, Miss Piggy's really doing her job. 
Well, because Piggy's like out of the fucking way, lady. You may be the designer, but you're in my way now. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get clothes on girls. <laughs> She's that person of when you do live events and they're like ushering people in from the red carpet. That uh-huh. they're just, they're just putting out fires. <laughs> we don't have time for any of this. I'm putting out fires left and right. I don't what care do you who want? You are Meryl Streep. Yeah, go to your chair. Yeah. Go sit down. It's Mark. You have an interview in <laughs> ten seconds. Yeah. She's definitely she's giving she's giving us like J Manuel vibes backstage. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Just like, yeah, <laughs> ordering everybody around. But you know when you know Marla or whatever like has this injury and they present her with the opportunity to go. She drops her. She's like I'm cradling her. Like I won't leave you. <laughs> when she drops that model, <laughs> that is one of the funniest psych gags in the entire movie. It's so beautiful because also that's that, what every every little little gay boy dreams that they're going to be at like a theater oh, show yeah. and they're gonna be like, does anyone in the audience, <laughs> can anyone in the audience go backstage and be in the show for us? Yeah. Does anyone know Seymour's entire dialogue and songs <laughs> if you're at like a little shop <laughs> performance? They're like, this have is any, my moment. Have any of you seen, have any of you seen that? clip on youtube lady gaga brings some dude on stage at a concert and he just like gets in line with the dancers and knows all the choreography oh my god and and it's real and it's real it's just it's in germany or something and it's wow yeah i forget what song it is um but yeah it's in germany or something and she pulls this guy on stage and he's wearing like a like a orange denim jacket open with no shirt on so he just looks like a he looks like, like her dancer like backup dancer yeah and he just and i think she just brings him up to like give him a hug or whatever but he goes and gets in line and does all the choreography and it's amazing <laughs> oh man i haven't that seen that i haven't looked it up yeah you gotta look it up but um yeah so she goes out and models the hell out she of this. She does her runway walk. <laughs> Again, I want to. I'm. I'm gonna. Once my sewing room is settled for my move, I'm gonna have to make myself this silver swimsuit and uh, pleated cape. Ah, uh, yes, please do. And post I don't think I've photos. ever seen that in drag. It needs to be done. Ha- yeah, like I- a Miss Piggy look, like a direct Miss Piggy look. I mean, it doesn't have to be a direct. It can just be like an inspiration mm-hmm. of this look. I like it. Speaking of which, they RuPaul's Drag Race need to get their shit together and put Miss Piggy on the judging panel. It's a panel. It's perfect for <laughs> have puppeteering. You seen, have you seen the thing that said uh, if Miss Piggy was a guest judge on Drag Race, she would bring up the fracking? <laughs> ah, she would be the one. <laughs> she would do it. Oh, my God. That is, that is why uh, Kathy Griffin is probably like – no longer welcome on that show because she would as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Miss Piggy probably would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they had her on Project Runway. She was sitting in that little chair. In oh, the little really? director's chair. They had a whole, like, design challenge that revolves around Miss Piggy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's probably because Disney owns her now and they won't – they wouldn't let her, I'm sure. That's but. And Drag Race is Viacom. Yeah. 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 Night of a Thousand properties. Piggies would be amazing though. <gasps> yes oh what a good challenge i love it and then everybody comes out in like the same random piggy like oh, i can already see there'd it. be one person who didn't understand that it was a miss piggy challenge and comes out in like a barnyard 
like yeah. animal farm realness oh no <laughs> but <laughs> this is the scene where we finally do get our uh water bell and it's synchronized swimming is really what it's called yeah Esther it's Williams water fantasy yeah. yes indeed and it is a fantasy she is fully this felt puppet is fully it's underwater, underwater. <laughs> well apparently frank oz had to learn how to scuba dive for this oh, sure i love that happiness love miss piggy <laughs> And then they put the they put the hose in the puppet so that bubbles came out of, the her, nose. Came out of her nose. Ah, uh, so good. <laughs> oh, this movie is so great. I mean, one of the greatest synchronized swimming scenes ever committed to film. <laughs> Probably. Sorry, Esther Williams. <laughs> Busby Berkeley, who Sh- shots fired. You heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as a kid, I was always fascinated with getting dolls and putting them underwater and seeing how their hair looked seeing how their hair looked Uh just how that doll hair would just flow and miss piggy's hair just like giving us that like little aerial moment oh my gosh yeah it's full-on aerial yeah love it so much stunning (laughs) (laughs) are her eyes violet as well to match her gloves or are they just blue i think they're violet yeah i think think they are yeah um but yeah, th- this entire sequence is out of control again. Yeah, we and watched it right before we recorded. Yeah, we, we too. watched it again today. We watched it again. Um, I could watch it, it every is, day. Oh yeah, and it's definitely of a, a huge. How the hell did they do that? Like you're saying, the air pipes in the out of the nostrils. Yeah. It's so much. And then they, when they they do the the reverse shots of all the women coming. Look like looking like they're coming out of the water dry, mm-hmm. so that Miss Piggy comes out of the water dry with her sparklers. With sparklers, and they shot it in reverse. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I was reading Roger Ebert's review of this, and I think he missed the point. He said the lack of cutting edge hurts this movie. It's too nice, too routine, too predictable, and too safe. Ebert, were you were you watching the same movie? Because this is a goddamn water ballet that they you did with the a Muppet. Miss Piggy water ballet was too predictable. <laughs> predictable. Oh man, I disagree. Yeah, uh, but again, we have spoken about a, a very few shots in the movie where they unfortunately felt the need to put an actual person in a Miss Piggy costume. Yeah, because like you, I don't, I don't think that you've ever been able to like meet and greet Miss Piggy like that. Oh, no. She might have done, like, a stage show. Though there was a Muppet mm-hmm. stage show at one point. But, like, it was... It's it's a cursed look. Oh, yeah. There's reasons why you can't see below the camera. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the idea here is, you know, it's this tall, like, pedestal. It almost It's tiered. It almost looks like a wedding cake. And she jumps off the top of it to dive into the water. Mm. And, you know, you can't do that with a puppet. But the proportions are just so off. No. And then the swimsuit doesn't even look like the same swimsuit. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks, yeah, it looks weird. I feel like maybe they thought the hair might mask the proportions. You know what it reminds yeah. me of in Child's Play, in the beginning of Child's Play, yes. sure. when, the, yeah. when the mascot good guy doll comes out? That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Because, yeah, the proportions are, are different. So it's, yeah. 
it's very that. But you know, it's only a couple shots, and you know, they yeah. they got the the diving in. And but I kind of live for them, though. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I gloss over I, I it because the whole they're so water fucking ballet. weird, and I love it. Yeah, the the whole water ballet uh, it, scene is great. But yeah, every time a scene comes on with a person in the Miss Piggy suit, Scott just laughs his ass off because <laughs> it's yeah, it's jarring and unsettling, but also kind of funny. This is where uh, you. We, when she wakes up out of her dream, she dive, you know, she dives off the wedding cake into the into the pool. Mm-hmm. But she actually, what, she falls into a fountain off the edge of the. I wouldn't the mind the watching her, like, if we saw Piggy like go too far on the runway and fall. Right. Well, that would that would entail them showing us Piggy walking the runway, full body Miss Piggy doing her <laughs> runway okay, walk. No, I don't need full body. It can be the like the kid with a Barbie doll bounce. Sure, that we get a lot. <laughs> It can be that. Yeah, I yeah, you're right. I would I would have liked to have seen her just she they could have filmed her taking the tumble off the edge. Mm. And falling into the fountain. But this is where they 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 find the planted, you know, necklace with no jewels. The jewels. Where are the diamonds? And I love that Lady Holiday has no follow-up questions with any of this. Well, also Lady My Hol- diamonds. <laughs> Lady Holiday who gave a monologue about how shitty her brother is when she sure, was like, yeah. "Oh, you 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 gave me this jacket. You put them there. Lady Holiday's is like, no, can't be. <laughs> Get her out of here. Uh, Will you be hiring any more pigs, Lady Holiday? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the press is amazing. Um, I, I I like all of her stuff in jail. Love it. All of her like euphemisms for jail. I, the big house. It also – it feels like the jail that like Mama Fratelli would end up in. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> like that's like this cinder jail. Blo- cinder block walls. Or it's almost <laughs> giving me that episode of the Golden Girls where they try to meet Burt Reynolds. Uh-huh. And they get mistaken for prostitutes at the hotel and they get brought in. Mm. It's I very, did time in it's Annika. Um, yeah. There's some, there's some really fun Those stuff little opera jail. gloves in her in her prison jumpsuit. Such a funny little touch, though. You gotta, That's so yeah. subtle that Keep you have to have the opera glasses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they probably purposely made the jumpsuit short sleeve to like show the full to show that they're they are, you know, above <laughs> the, the full elbow. Arm. Yeah. I screenshotted it on my Instagram, but that iconic shot of Miss Piggy bending the bars is so good. It is brilliant. Again, I want to know what the mechanics were of them doing that. Yes, because Muppets don't usually use two arms. You can't grab anything. It's difficult for them to use two arms because yeah. the one puppeteer has got to bring in a second person to do that. Well, yeah. She- earlier when Piggy walks in with the, her lookbook under her arm, it's like off. it goes off screen so someone can be holding it so she can hand it yeah. to Lady Holiday nicely. Ah. And so it's one of those weird things where it's either glued to their hand. Yeah. Or... <laughs> And sewn to their body. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Kermit comes to visit her, but he's has to play it off that he's her lawyer mm-hmm. so that he could visit her because otherwise he wouldn't even be able to. When do we get the baseball diamond set up in this plot? Because the baseball diamond is on display. I think right? it gets mentioned at the... At the end of the fashion show, like after Piggy's being carted away, Lady Holiday right. says, "Like my fabulous baseball diamond the is going on diamond. display at the Mallory Gallery." At the Mallory Gallery, yeah. 
<laughs> I love that it's always referred to as the fabulous baseball team. <laughs> yeah, always that. <laughs> and you know what I first noticed for the I maybe for the very first time is that in its display at the Mallory Gallery, it's in a baseball mitt. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Good little detail. <laughs> this diamond is a sphere. <laughs> like I mean it just looks like a snowball. It would I imagine like if it were a real diamond, that's gotta be heavy as hell, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And gaudy as all get out. It is like it's spherical, but it's got like what are they called? Facets? It's yeah, like, it's they yeah. got faces and facets. Mm-hmm. It look it looks pretty crazy. Who knows how many di- how many carrots the fabulous face- baseball diamond is? But uh, you know, Mickey and the models they're plotting to steal it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, why do they frame Miss Piggy at this point if they still have to steal the baseball? Maybe to throw him off this trail mm-hmm. because they think that the thief is in jail at this point. Maybe, but also like. I, they bring up the point later, like, why are you doing this, Nikki? You're rich already. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, why? You are rich already. And are, what are you going to do? Yeah. Because he, even Lady Holiday mentions it, that he uses her credit cards. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got this, like, Rari that he's, like, driving around town in, this Lambo or whatever. <laughs> I also always wonder when, like, thieves steal stuff. Like it's priceless, like the the fabulous baseball diamond. What do you do with it? You can't just like go to a pawn shop, sure. Because at this point, it's now stolen, so you can't Everyone just knows. sell it. Yeah, I mean, there just needed s- to be a line of dialogue yeah. that we have a buyer on the black market mm-hmm. that is paying us mm-hmm. five million dollars for this diamond. Yes. Yeah, I exactly. think you call it a fence. It's got to be more than five million dollars because I don't know how aware of either of the two of you are about this situation, but um. Famous millennial rapper Lil Pump has uh, – look him up if you're not familiar with him. If you're not familiar with him, I'm it's because you're old. Um, I'm only 29. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Old. He just recently got a um, a dermal implant in his face, in his forehead. Oh. And it is a teardrop pink diamond the size of like your thumb. And he paid $24 million for it. I did hear about this. Wow. Now that and you this that. fool looks straight up like the vision. It is an infinity stone <laughs> in his face. It is out of control. And yeah, I read, it, I read that he paid $24 million. He's been making payments on it since 2017. Good Lord. Wow. And it's it's big. It's big for a diamond. They got like flex pay for that? I guess. <laughs> Maybe. Klarna. Yeah. <laughs> The virtual virtual debit card on Klarna. Um, yeah, man. And that thing is, like I said, it's a big diamond. Like if you saw it on a ring, it would be out of control. Mm-hmm. But it's nowhere near the size of the baseball diamond. Yeah. So that thing has to be like 50 to 75 million. million. Yeah, that's that's a, that's way up there for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess in 1981 prices. Okay, yeah. that's true. 81 prices. When you that think is, about that is 40 it. years ago. Yes, that's true. Inflation. Maybe like ten million max. Sure, but at any rate, they're going to have to find some kind of a fence on the like. This has got to be some like James Bond villain kind of stuff. Speaking of James Bond villains, I love how fierce Marla, Carla, and Darla look in their cat suits. <laughs> it is very when they're reminiscent the burglars. of Grace Jones. Yes. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Which... a kill. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, she's in yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Vito a kill. She's Mayday. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, they're models. They're high fashion models mm-hmm. in the 80s in London. So th- mm-hmm. if they're going to pull off a heist like this, they've got to be in like full, like, awesome outfits. Couture. I do love that they're models and like bri- yeah. they're like smart and and also mm-hmm. models and and cat thieves like that's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. Criminal geniuses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a feeling that sort of the models are the brains of the operation. Yeah, and Charles mm-hmm. Grodin just sort of does whatever they tell them. And and they're kind of doing it almost kind of just to stick it to Lady Holiday because she's just such a jerk to them. They're yeah. just like, yeah. F her. I feel like so they're using – they they want to use him as the fall guy. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So they've got like – they've got this vendetta against Lady Holiday. She's being an asshole. So they're like, we're going to steal the fabulous baseball diamond. Her idiot brother is going to help us. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be scot-free after this. Poor Miss Piggy's just a pawn. Exactly. She's just, you know. So when Miss Piggy breaks out of prison or of jail, this is where <laughs> she finds the motorcycle. Well, no. First, <laughs> first she gets the cameo that I want in a Muppet movie, which is Miss Piggy pulls you out of your car and steals your car. <laughs> yes. I want that. Like, that's my ideal Muppet cameo. And uh, yeah, then when I'll that car dies, a motorcycle falls off the back of a out truck. Of the back of it. It just rolls right towards her. That motorcycle is so fabulous, too. It had, and like, cause it's like a shiny stunt rainbow motorcycle. decals. Yeah. It's like and, an evil Knievel. And she's so lucky that she yeah. just had this uniform handy. Oh, my gosh. So Lex, <laughs> listeners, has the glass. Where was the this Mc- from? Was this McDonald's? Uh, yeah, it's McDonald's on the back. And on the back, you can see uh, <gasps> Kermit, Gonzo, and Fozzie in their mustache gla- in their nose mustache glasses. Yeah, they're Piggy, wearing their disguises. Uh-huh. Crashing through the stained glass <laughs> on the front. I love that. When uh when Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo and all of the Happiness Hotel, you know, regulars are helping this to This is like, where Bunsen and Beaker finally make their big appearance. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, when were when were when was it established that Bunsen and Beaker live at the Happiness Hotel? <laughs> yeah, that seems like not their place. <laughs> Are they yeah. there somewhere in the open in those early scenes? I don't know. I don't think so. There's a there's there's like a sort of Miss Piggy if you squint in the background yeah. of one scene, like another girl pig. Yeah, just mm-hmm. sort of but, the the pig extras from yeah. the Muppet Show. Yeah, but I don't think I don't remember seeing uh, Beaker and Bunsen before that. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, they're uh, they're the Muppets, so they're kind of doing this all like ass backwards. They've got disguises but all their disguises are groucho glasses with the nose <laughs> the and nose. the eyebrows so funny this and line there's there... also like i don't know why this is the my, one of my favorite lines in all of movies it is objectively not that funny i know that but when they say that they didn't bring a blowtorch and kermit's like what did you bring to to get through the fence and lou zealand goes i got some paper towels <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that's so funny to me but it gets My sister it. and I used to laugh at I brought paper towels so hard when we were kids. <laughs> I, I agree. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. It's Lou Zealand who's just a weirdo. like The Shakespeare-looking dude for, yeah. for any for any non-Muppet heads out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got a rough collar, mm-hmm. the, the, the Shakespeare collar, and a fish. He, yeah, he's usually he's, – his thing is usually their boomerang fish. Right, sure. <laughs> he has that. He has, is it a red nose? 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's got he the red like nose. Ernie, but like spiky mm-hmm. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does, do the boomerang fish, are they exploding boomerang fish in one of the movies? I feel like they explode they at some point. They might be. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, his line that he brought paper towels, you're abs- I, I knew you were going to say that <laughs> when you were setting that up. I'm, I'm like, so yep. glad someone else feels that yeah. way because <laughs> I tried to explain it to my boyfriend and I was like, I, I know this isn't funny. And I like, I like pitched it to him and he was like, you're right. That's not funny. <laughs> that it's was... so stupid. And if you wrote it, it would be so stupid. But in the movie, the way he, his delivery in the scene, it is funny. It works. It just, yeah, it works. Love it. He brought paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really funny visual stuff with the Muppets when they make like this chain, like this Muppet chain. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> scary looking. Because mm-hmm. they're all kind of like moving. There's a there's a really great scene at the very beginning where the newspaper editor bangs on the table and everything kind of jumps. And mm-hmm. Gonzo jumps up and grabs the overhead light that's hanging from the and ceiling. And swings. And swings. Yeah. And his little legs are just kind of kicking. <laughs> they're just kind of kicking slowly. But Gonzo's just hanging there. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously some kind of like remote control, like some kind of, you know, motorized thing in Something. them to have Gonzo continue to move. And in this Muppet chain situation where that's just the blob of all of them and they're hanging in there <laughs> and just like an arm will it's just like move. pulsing every so often. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. It's, it's, it's weird to look at, but it's, it's incredible. I also forgot that earlier there's the moment at the Happiness Hotel when Gonzo takes everyone's photo and it's like mm-hmm. a screen full of Muppets and it flashes and they all have and little all tiny eyes. eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That is a great gag because Muppet eyeballs are gigantic. And so when their little oh, yeah. pupils get even smaller, it's just you notice it right away. It's Gonzo has very handsome eyes too. <laughs> He does. I find myself attracted to, get it. You love Gonzo. to Gonzo, and I think he has very beautiful <laughs> eyes. That's that's what kind of makes that puppet so special, are those, mm-hmm. are those big old eyes. Okay. Apparently, that was the big thing for Jim Henson in general, was that, like, you have to get the eyes right. Yep. Yeah. Because that's where, you let, that's where you, it pulls you in. Yeah. We talked, Definitely. when we guested on Homos on Haunted Hill about Bride of Chucky, I mentioned that about Chucky and Tiffany, of that's what makes those puppets so dynamic, are the eyes. They're they're very lifelike. Yeah. Well, Chucky and Tiffany's eyes are like, have like veins in them and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. they're, they're like so like human looking, which is incredible. After the, after the Muppets fully kind of break into, you know, the scene here, there's a, you know, there's a big fight scene with all the models and, and, mm-hmm. and Mickey. It's a lot of chaos. Piggy makes on. her big entrance, crashing through the window. And, I mean, Miss Piggy is a uh, black belt in karate. Karate. Is this yeah, the first she, time she's she's done that? I bet that she's done it on the Muppet Show. Yeah, somewhere she yeah. had to just hiya people all the time on the Muppet Show. I also like when she crashes her motorcycle through the stained glass. My brain wants a Joel Schumacher moment of like a pig head shape or like, oh yeah, <laughs> some kind of shape for yeah. her to crash through. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be like a silhouette of the bike somehow. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I love in her in Miss Piggy's Wikipedia because I did do a deep dive on Miss Piggy's Wikipedia under her occupations: actress, magazine editor, singer, talk show host, 
icon and martial artist. <laughs> and this scene, you get a good demonstration of her oh, yeah. martial artist. When was she a magazine editor? This movie, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> no, this isn't Devil Wears oh, Prada. Yeah, she did. yeah, I think in one of the... Um, the 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 Amy oh that's right Amy she Adams is movie. she is a magazine ad, uh, editor in the Amy Adams in the Muppets, oh. in the Muppets. yeah that's right because that's sort of how we catch up of what Miss all, Piggy's been doing it's like 2015 they've all gone their separate ways and they're mm-hmm. going to reunite and when they reunite with Piggy that's her job that's right yeah. yes and then one of the new shows it was the ABC show which was Thirty Rock mm-hmm. but with Muppets yeah she was the talk show host. And she that was perfect for her. That oh, show I, was so good. I would watch a real talk show of Miss Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Put yeah. her behind a yeah. desk. She's perfect. We watched her on Wendy. Oh. <laughs> oh How yeah. Was that? She's gone on she's gone on Wendy Williams. The shoe cam. The shoe cam worked. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a there was a moment where Wendy wanted to do like a jewelry cam moment because she was wearing a ring. And it was the hand that didn't move, so oh, no. Wendy kind of had to like grab the hand, like, hold it. it you get those, yeah. you get those puppet four fingers because puppets little with five fingers look a little weird. They have to be four. They're like they the do. Simpsons. Little chubby fingers. It was mm-hmm. great. It was great. But yeah, when she busts through that stained glass, and it was exactly the scene on your McDonald's cup, which I love. <laughs> And is the Mallory Gallery, was it like an old church? What is going on? Like, I don't know. It looks like it's like, it would be like an old Minster castle. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. It's <laughs> like the London Tower or yeah. the London Bridge or whatever. Yeah. And I love that we're going to show off this uh, million dollar. We don't even know how much this diamond is because mm-hmm. it's priceless. Mm-hmm. That There is a giant skylight with a way into <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the room. Yeah. <laughs> With a nice, like, grid you can land on safely before you get down to it. Yeah, exactly. There was, yeah, well, you know. Safety first. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, this last scene, it's kind of chaos, chaotic with, like, the fighting in there. But, you know, it's 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 still really fun because it showcases a lot of of the Muppets. Yeah. And then Miss Piggy has to save the day. Oh, my goodness. Does she ever? I mean, this movie's a good showcase of Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of her movie. Yeah, yeah, she she takes it and runs with it for sure. We, I mean, we get a lot of other Muppets kind of incidentally here and there. There's some really good jokes. There's a really good Janice joke early on. Janice I like has some Janice. good scenes in the Happiness Hotel. I love Janice, yep. and I love this era of Janice because they would do that thing where everybody would talk and then stop talking, but she would keep talking and it would be kind of inappropriate. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. And in this one, what, it's really funny. What did she say about like her mom? No mom, I'm giving up your dream or something like yeah. that. <laughs> in another one, I don't remember which movie it is, but in one of the movies she says, and I said, no man, I'm not taking off my clothes for you or anybody. <laughs> and you're just like, what? Excuse <laughs> me, Janice. <laughs> Yeah, and then this one she says like, "No, mom, I'm giving up. yeah, something about giving up your dream. dreams, mom." <laughs> yeah. And she just has that like, you know, that cool like accent, that Valley Girl talk. Love Janice. I saw some interesting uh, blurbs from an interview that Frank Oz did when he talked about mm-hmm. developing this piggy for the Muppet Show, and her original hook was he wanted a truck driver wanting to be a woman, and then Miss Piggy oh just sort of developed. 
from that. And what he said was that Muppets are always kind of one, the two dimensional, like there's not a lot to Fozzie or animal kind of has no dimension. She's just like, he just screams. Mm -hmm. And Miss Piggy was kind of the first fully fleshed out character that the Muppets did, that there's a lot of layers to Piggy. Mm -hmm. Like there's kind of a lot going on in that character, which makes it so special. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that the gay community have sort of latched onto her being this LGBT icon. I love that. Yeah. She's, she's a queer icon. And I like that the Henson company just kind of goes with it too. Like they've, they've done interviews in out magazine. They've done like various pride events. So they kind of just go with it. And I love that. Yeah. They lean in. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And it also helps, too, that because they're, you know, because of the the, they're Muppets, so it's like animation and it's like the Simpsons haven't aged in 30 years and the Muppets haven't aged in 40, 50 years now. Yeah. But she gets to evolve with the time. And because she is this fashion. She's like Barbie. This gay icon. Yeah. She's like Barbie. Yeah. Absolutely. And every era has their own version of her that they love and latch on to. And it just gives us that much more to, like, talk about, like, which one is your favorite and what look is your favorite and Mm -hmm. all of that. I saw that Frank Oz did outline a piggy biography in a 1979 interview from the New York (laughs) Times saying she grew up in a small town, most likely Keystone, Iowa. Her father died when she was young and her mother and her mother wasn't that nice to her. She had to enter beauty contest to survive as many single women do. She has a lot of vulnerability, which she has to hide because she, because of her need to be a superstar. Okay. <laughs> Just Frank Oz off the cuff wrote, like, said that in an interview. I love it. I love it. And at some point in there, she took, you know, jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> at some point she took Karab Maga classes. And... Yeah. I mean, she has to defend herself. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. When she moved to the city, she moved to New York City in the 80s, which was pretty grimy. So, Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) And yeah, she just found her way into showbiz. And then, you know, after this, we've talked a lot about Muppets Take Manhattan. But like you said, that movie ends in a full Broadway number. Mm -hmm. With a wedding. wedding. (laughs) With a wedding on stage. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. It's like. Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog fully get married at the end mm-hmm. of Muppets Take Manhattan. But it's not canon that they are a married couple to this day. They're not together. I think that it's kind of like when Barbie broke up with Ken. Sure. Oh, yeah. In the 2000s, they did the same thing with Miss Piggy and Kermit. Yeah. It's like a Mickey and Minnie. Like, they're together, but they don't need, a, yeah. they don't need a ring. They don't need labels. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> they're in an open relationship. Like, mm-hmm. They're like Goldie and Kurt. Yep. Okay. <laughs> also, now but, I'm just picturing Miss Piggy in other movies, but like she's the only Muppet. Like I want <laughs> I want Miss Piggy as Gail Weathers in Scream. Oh, I would Ooh. love that. Yeah, that would that would be kind of Because she would she would punch Sydney back. I mean she's a budding journalist. <laughs> uh-huh. She could yeah. she could hold her own with, with Ghostface. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, she for could, sure. Yeah, she could definitely. What are out. other movies that we've covered on this podcast that we would like to see Miss Piggy dropped into? Miss Piggy could, uh, oh, Miss Piggy could work at the record store in Pretty in Pink. This is true. She could be she one could of be Iona's employees. Iona. She could own the record store. It's true. We don't know if Iona, Iona doesn't own that space. Tracks. I'm trying to think um, if she if she could be any of the three from uh, Witches of Eastwick, but I feel like, I don't know that those personalities... <laughs> 
She could be the third sister in Practical Magic. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I think she could. I think she could take on any share role. That's true. She's very share. You know? Yeah, she could she be could tending be... the bar and in cruising. Oh yeah, Al Pacino. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> in a leather vest. Oh my goodness. She could probably yeah. be a good Weezer. Oh yeah. She could. Uh, have I mean, her... she would want to play Shelby. <laughs> and they would be like, "Hey, <laughs> let's, uh, let's 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 work split this the out. difference." <laughs> We've already booked Julia for it. We're just gonna let her do it. She could have her own disco number in '54. Oh yeah, easy. She could do the for whole sure. Selma roll. Mm-hmm. She have a whole roller skate number. <laughs> oh man, Miss Piggy on roller skates—that full body double. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be like, just go to a wide, go to a wide. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a missed opportunity that the Muppets never did a take on single white female. Oh, jeez. Oh, my would, God. Miss, would would Miss Piggy be the Bridget Fonda or the Jennifer Jason Lee? Would she, would be, she be Would she be Hedra? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's a tough call. It is. It is. I mean, in the in the Muppets sitcom, the 30 Rock one, they established a new, like, pretty pig character oh oh, that's right they did yeah. very interesting. so they did single white female they kind of did yeah they kind of did and i think kermit went on a date with her as a whole situation that's on disney plus go watch it <laughs> but um yeah i feel like the next one muppets take manhattan it's 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 still super like it's still super gay there's a lot of shit going on in that one um but great muppet caper just has some really really funny moments really campy stuff going on all of her stuff with lady holiday some iconic scenes i mean what an image on the poster of her in the evil knievel motorcycle (laughs) outfit so good it's brilliant yeah that's yeah i think this definitely has more of the camp comedy whereas muppets take manhattan is just sort of inherently gay because it's about the mounting of a broadway musical (laughs) and getting the band back together yes although i mean just the scene alone with her and Joan Rivers at the makeup counter. I for I couldn't I remember of that earlier that that wasn't in this movie when I went to watch yeah. it, and I was like, "Oh no, that's the yeah, that's in that's in Manhattan. <laughs> that's in Manhattan where they put that the, scene. Joan the Rivers lipstick. puts lipstick on Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> Does she put it on her nose? <laughs> yeah, she just rubs it on her nose and then puts it on her cheeks. Yeah. Would Miss Piggy go on Fashion Police? I want to say that there was sort of a rivalry built into her and Joan Rivers that they would play up. Sure. I think that she went on Fashion Police. That would have been fun. Yeah, yeah, that she was rivals with Joan. I that can't remember. Been a lot of fun. We'll, look, we'll look that up. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, it exists, maybe it exists only in your memory. Possibly. Or only in your brain. We'll, we'll find out. Or just but, Miss Piggy as like a red carpet correspondent. Oh, yes. That is, yeah, that's gold right there. I mean, they sent her to the 2015 BAFTAs. Did they? They did. Really? That? She was interviewing John Hamm. Oh, oh wow. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Good for there her. They stole your idea. <laughs> um, I was reading that another big inspiration for Miss Piggy was the jazz singer Peggy Lee when they were creating it. Okay. Oh, I think I heard that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Frank Oz stopped performing uh, Miss Piggy in 2002 and was succeeded by uh, somebody named Eric Jacobson in 2001. Well, the voice is perfect because you can't tell. And we yeah, have to give a shout unclockable. out to uh, Muppet creator, or she would collab a lot with them in the early years of the Muppets, Bonnie Erickson. She mm-hmm. did the look for Piggy. Okay. She would work with the early years of Jim Henson developing the Muppets. So she's sort of responsible for that look. 
I love on that. The and then, show. And then the personality kind of came from Frank. Sure. Makes sense. Wow. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I mean, I think that's the great Muppet caper. Do we have any final thoughts on, I mean, on this movie? I mean, shout out to Miss Piggy, strong, independent woman, speaks her mind, business mogul, multi-talented fashion icon, and karate expert. Mm-hmm. Karate expert. That's, yeah, that's it. She's wow. the Barbie I of I love Miss Piggy. She, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Barbie. And there's that's, a reason why little gay it. boys always gradu- gravitate to Miss Piggy. Yeah. And that reason is? <laughs> she represents just, the glamour. Yeah. yeah. And also, she can kick someone's ass. So, like, if you get beat up, she could kick their ass. Yeah, absolutely. She takes no... She doesn't take shit from anyone. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, we love her. She knows her worth and she adds 10%. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't just own 51% of this company. <laughs> exactly. She, <laughs> she owns the entire company. Oh, my God. Miss Piggy as Mommy Dearest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing i love it the eyebrows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does she even have eyebrows who knows we'll put uh joan there. puts them on her in uh muppets take a she, oh. she adds eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it oh man this has been a lot of fun lex thank yes, you so much we'll have you back on too so what have you been up to these days i know that you just moved but anything anything fun i don't know um, you want to plug yeah, uh, so I have a podcast uh, of my own called Dissecting the 80s. Uh, you guys have a lot of episodes, too. I was going through your episodes. <laughs> Holy shit. We're going on our seventh year now, which is I love that. crazy. Uh, it's me yeah. and my brother every other, every other week. Um, we, like, break down the plot uh, and make jokes about an 80s movie or a TV show. Um, so there's a huge back catalog to go through. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash dissecting the eighties. Um, it's, you're going to hear my normal name, so don't be surprised if you don't hear Lex, um, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Uh, we just dropped our little shop of horrors episode, uh, at the time of this recording. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Lex, RX, like the drug. Um, <laughs> I'm a real upper. I am the current reigning Mr. Delaware cub, uh, 2020, 2021. Uh, Love that. We'll see when you know events can happen again, but right, <laughs> you might have that. You you might have that title for a while. Yeah, <laughs> so you just got to roll with it. Yeah, I'm happy for that. That's awesome, man. All right, well, everybody, uh, I miss going Lex. to I miss going to the Eagle for fun stuff like that. I miss bars so I much. I miss all that shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody, get your shit together and wear a mask. We'll be right? back. In there They're soon. partying it up in Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, they're laughing at us. I know. Nicole Kidman just went to just went to the opera. She just got slapped at she the opera. Got her ass slapped at the <laughs> opera. But that's another story again. Oh, Lex, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'd love to come back. This was so much fun. Yeah, definitely. We'll do another one. We'll have you back soon enough. Oh, please. Alrighty. But with that, we will say uh, adieu and until next time. Bye. 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 And thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this awesome episode. 
This was a lot of fun. It was. Saying. But it is that time. It is that time for our Patreon shout-out. Yay! Yay! Love Patreon shout-outs. Yes, indeed. We've got a new patron. Did we mention him last time? I don't remember, but let's mention him again. Paul, thank you so much for being a friend. We'd also love to thank Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, M, Aaron, Melinda and Jim, Jessica, John, Nick, Christine, Rufino, and Mitch. Wow, look at all those patrons. Love you guys. Keep them coming. Love you so much. If you would like to check out our Patreon, it's www.patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. There's tons of additional content, including watch with us commentary tracks. We're going to be doing one this week. Yes, indeed. There'll be a new commentary track posting shortly. Our most recent one was Empire Records. If you love Empire Records and you love movies that made us gay, head over to Patreon. You can watch the movie with us. It's super fun and super easy to do. Just uh, hit play in your movie, hit play on the uh, track, and uh, it's like watching it with us in the room. Lots of fun. You can also – what else can you do? You can also – Find us on social media. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. At MTMUGpod. Yes, indeed. We would love it if you head on over to Apple Podcasts, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, and give us some ratings. really helps with those mysterious Apple algorithms. Yes, indeed. It helps people to find us. Good ratings. Uh Positive reviews, all that stuff. It helps people to find us. I've been wanting to crack the movies and film top 50. That would be great if we could, uh, yeah, movie and film reviews, if we could be added onto their top 50. That would be wonderful. I know we've been in there a couple times, but they still haven't featured us. Oh, well, maybe next time in the future. But what would help if everybody out there would just open up their Apple Podcast app, find us, and just hit that five-star button. Smash those five stars. It's free. It's easy. And most importantly, it's free. But if you want to find us separately on social media, you can find me. I'm Pete. You can find me at Peter Lasagna. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Lasagna. I'm Oscar Scott on Twitter, Scott Youngballer on Instagram, and just Scott Youngballer on Letterboxd if you want to see what I'm watching every week. Yes, indeed. Lots of fun. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Until next time. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bye. Bye.